Welcome to the Sailor Noob Podcast, where a super fan and a noob talk about the original Sailor Moon episode by episode. I'm your host, Mikan Hana, joined by my co-host. I'm the co-host and the noob. My name's Caliban, and guess what? Girls nowadays have a lot of tough times. Yeah, that's right, and we're a couple of magical people ready to moon cosmic power make up this episode. Today we are talking about episode number 128, Ume no Dei, Pegasus no Mao Yoru in Japanese. Meeting of Destiny, The Night Pegasus Dances, the English translation, and the English title, Dreams Take Flight. You know, families is where our nation finds hope, where wings take dream. What did you just say? <laughs> it's a George W. Bush. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Remember when the when the president was, uh, well, arguably the president's been stupid, whoever it is, for a while, but uh, well, he just came on TV and said things like families is where our nation finds hope. Uh, yeah, I no, do, fam- actually. Families is. He's, he, he's the decider. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, he was. And don't misunderestimate him. I mean, yeah, he was a, a ridiculous person in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, too bad he's our president. Uh, but we're used to that now. Who broke the seal on it just being a clown show? George W. Bush. Well, I would argue the first Bush, not great. Yeah. Clinton I... definitely brought a lot of well, that's true. hoopla and not presidential things into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. William Henry Harrison is probably... <laughs> Getting a tattoo on his ass or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Exactly. We just have documentation, like cameras everywhere yeah. now. So. If TikTok and uh, Twitter existed, uh, yeah, in the uh, late 1700s, yeah. forget about it. Exactly. The founding fathers, a complete mess. Yeah. I mean, we, we know that. George Bush flossing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, we've had a whole- Supazu! I know! We've got a whole new season. I know. To talk about. So, yeah. I may not be an expert at Sailor Noob, but I'm an expert at starting new seasons of Sailor Moon. Mm. And uh, I'm ready to go. All right. I got no expectations. I'm ready to ride the wave. I got my my, my board waxed up. Okay. And I got two girls for every boy. All right. (laughs) And all the other Jan and Dean songs. Oh, my God. Um, do we want to, before we get into your breakdown, do we want to talk about the new opening? There's a new opening. Yeah. The animation is new anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think somehow, okay, here's, it all balances out life, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I think I have not managed to watch what I, I assume that there is a, uh, second half spoiler filled opening sequence. I have not managed to see that. What I have managed to see is about 47 different posts on the Sailor Moon Unlimited Facebook group Uh where I'm just minding my business and just scrolling up and I'm like, oh, that's ruined. (laughs) Who's that? Oh, no, no, that's bad. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what's this? I guess. So I got to leave that group. Yeah, you you just can't, you can't be on any Sailor Moon group. (sighs) I got to leave the group. But as far as uh, Supazu spoilers go, maybe uh, it's open season. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, In this opening sequence, we open... In a crystal forest. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. What does that mean? I have no idea. I don't know. And we see a, well, I mean, I guess we would call that a Pegasus, 
but it has a unicorn's horn. It's kind of both. Is it right? a alicorn? Often that is called an alicorn. Oh, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Ask your cryptozoologist friend. Uh, and, you know, if that's not enough, everybody's naked. Everybody's naked I know. now. I know. It's spreading. Yeah. So there's this yeah. naturalist colony in the forest, the crystal forest. Uh, they've got a yep. horse. Yep. That they take turns riding. Mm. And the horse is like, no, not again. <laughs> oh uh, and they all fly away. And we see Super Sailor Moon. Yes. In this, the first opening of uh, Super Moon Sailor Super People guys. You know what it is. Supazu. Uh, <laughs> and we see all of our uh, all of our favorite folks yes, showing up. And we see uh, Luna. And we see Artemis. And what? What is? What is? What? What is the little cat? What is the little cat? The I little don't... I don't know what you're talking about. Ch- Chibi Luna. I don't know what you're talking about. What is this? <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh-huh. What is this show's penchant for uninspiring couples? Wow. Uminu and Naru come to mind. Wow. The kind of couple where one one of the people in the couple is like, <laughs> I don't think so. And then a couple <laughs> episodes later, it's like, yeah, all right. Not a romance for the ages. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm sure we'll have time to talk about it later. We see a weird catfish head guy. Uh-huh. I was going to go with what I'm... I just call it like I see it. Uh, go for it. And then we see the third eye elf gang mm-hmm. flipping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a flash of the teddy bear picnic from hell. <laughs> just a bunch of different like forms and things and people. Yeah. Uh, we see tuxedo mask. Untouched by everything, flying through the universe. Yep. Then we see Up really high as he does. Well, he's fl- you know fly underground. I know. He and then we see um I don't know uh, uh, Chibi's holding a like a bell tambourine or something like that, mm-hmm. and she gives a little shake and I don't know if this summons Pegasus, but Pegasus shows up. Then we see a new it looks like a key or something like a new weapon staff type thing with a weird handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's a butterfly or what it's supposed to be, uh, and then. A big blank spot where spoilers will go later. <laughs> Good point. I didn't think about that. They're like, do we make two different ones? No, let's just like let's just cut wait. 33% out of yeah. it. And then, yeah. Right. Uh, and then right after that, Chibi and Pegasus are staring at each other and it's snowing. And that goes on for a long time. It, it, it certainly does. Because I think there's going to be some more spoiler stuff there later. Probably. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you. Got my back show. <laughs> Uh, and then we see all of the inners and Chibi and Tuxedo Mask mm-hmm. for a big pose. He gets to be included in the pose this time. He's been in the pose in the past. Has he? I suppose he was last time too, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All well, right. Everybody into that one. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's a thing, and we'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. I think the art style looks looks really good. Yes. Um, just continuing in the in the pattern of it being good. And I think the the um here's a word that it's gonna sound like another word that we use. Mm. The anim the animification. Oh no. Oh no, no. don't do this Our to brain. us. Don't My brain do this. just looks like a pretzel. Yeah. Uh the animification, uh not the animatification oh my God. of the show continues apace. It looks more anime than it has. Mm, okay. In a while. When I say anime, I mean like the anime of the aughts and two thousands, like what we think of. I'm not talking about like you know new shows like you know Devilman Crybaby or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Right. Um, but you know, anime was like 
Sally the Witch. <laughs> well, that <laughs> then was, it was like back, but yeah. Then it was like Captain Harlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like, hey, hey whatever, what's up? Uh, it's, it's the 80s. And it looked a sure. certain way right after Cutie Honey 1970 version. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the show has always kind of been what it looks like, but it sort of started like that. It's, I know it's based off of Naoko Takeuchi's like manga work, but yeah. I feel like it sort of had a earlier feel aesthetic to it. Now it's got a more like mid mid to late 90s feel okay. to it. And all that makes sense. Yeah. But it's gotten more anime. And we'll, I'll talk about specifically why I think that. Okay. Possibly later. That sounds good. Um, Without further ado. No business? We got no business. Okay. I Well, I don't... I don't you know, f- screw business. Not, not really. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. Saying... We got a lot of work to do, so... I guess I'll just mention right off the bat that the uh, manga for this arc is incredibly different from the anime. Like, it's huh. a bigger departure than we've seen thus far. So... Interesting. Yeah. I bet you can't elaborate on that. I'm not going to at this point. So. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, uh, you yeah. know, the, the cats are like this. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Especially since, like, I'm going to try to, like. How long are we going to wait outside the door? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should probably just go through the door. Yeah, okay. People want to hear us go all through r- the door. All right. Let's go through the door. All right, it sounds like and, this. Like, <laughs> let, all right. And let's do a breakdown of today's episode. All right. Fine. We open, as is custom, on Tokyo at night. Or do we? We see a drop of water land in a darkened pool, and we see this pool within the darkened glade. Everything's darkened. Of a forest, darkened forest. And in the forest, there are trees, but there are also pale crystal growths emerging from the ground. A voice says, our forest made of crystal is crying. That was too bad. (laughs) And we cut to outer space. We see a bright light traveling through a void of stars. And the voice says, if this message reaches it, it is the year 1999. This oh is not gosh. a dream. Yeah. This is a dream. <laughs> so crap. This is, <laughs> is Sailor Moon taking after Prince of Darkness? God, I hope not. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, if this message reaches you, please answer me. I came running through the night to see you. And we zoom into this light and see that it is emanating from a cloud. Mm -hmm. Rays of light spill out from the inside of this cloud. And in a burst of radiance, a white-winged horse erupts from the cloud. TriStar Pictures presents (laughs) Sailor Moon Supas. Yeah. Uh, Light is streaming from atop the horn on its head. And as the Pegasus rears up, it is silhouetted against the backdrop of the universe. Mm -hmm. Title card! (laughs) That's how you go to title. Yes. Evening, the Sakino household. Chibiusa sleeps under her Luna P and rabbit themed comforter. I love it. I don't know who made that for her, maybe. Usagi? <laughs> uh, <Is> <laughs> that or we got to talk to the lawyer again. Yeah. And she dreams. She dreams of the braying of a majestic horse. Mm-hmm. Girls are weird. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what's, the, what's the girl horse connection? Let's just let's just finish it right now. Let's just pelt it down and, and kill it right now. Horses? No, horses. No, I mean, are, like, you know. <laughs> horses are the enigma. Horses are majestic, uh, enchanting creatures, and so are dinosaurs. Got it. Yeah, but like horses are alive still, and like <laughs> they've got you've got me there. Yeah, uh, and they've got they all have their own personality. And you have to take care of them, but you have to tame them, too. And, like, so, oh, my gosh. Stop it. I was going to. Stop I'm it. 
was just about to say, uh, I think this is going to be a season long uh, sort of realization on your part. And then, nope, we just get right there. Yeah. Right. Well, you said to get to it. So, so they're boys. I guess I never really thought of it. That no, I'm clearly, clearly you have because not. Let me, <laughs> let me just put it out there that like I grew up loving horses and I went to horse camp and I, I love unicorns. Like I had a unicorn collection. I freaking love Lisa Frank. Uh, this is so, yeah, I, I love all of this stuff. And no, I never thought of it like that. I just thought they they were my favorite animal growing up. <laughs> I'm so up. glad I wrote this down. I oh knew my this gosh. was a good idea to write down. I, I, they were my favorite animal this because... Is, I don't know how to exploit this just yet <sighs> for the rest of this show for this season. Oh, wow. uh, by the way, uh, tune into us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Just Enough Trope. I'll be playing Barbie Horse Adventures soon. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah will you? There's a there's a, actually a ton of Barbie Horse games, not just on uh, console. So, Are you seriously considering it? Yeah, maybe if I can find a PC one. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, I like horses, too. Just more like... You're a rat girl, you know? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But, like, you have to take care of them. And they're and all like such different personalities oh and stuff God, like that. Oh, my God. Please stop burying yourself alive. All right. Mm. Under a gigantic moon in the sky, <laughs> Chibi so finds herself running dreamily through the streets of nighttime Azubu Juban, guided by the sounds of a horse. Mm-hmm. Guided by horses. <laughs> yes. Okay. Guided by hoises. Yeah. She thinks, someone is calling to me, but who? As she runs on, and she comes to a crystalline forest, and in a hazy glade, she sees a white-horned pegasus, a single jewel set in its head. Mm -hmm. As it shakes its mane majestically, she slowly reaches up to touch it. TV, don't try to touch people's hair. (laughs) Not cool. Good, Good point. Not cool. As the horse lowers its head to her, she is suddenly transfigured. Her pajamas become an elegant white empire-waisted dress, reminiscent of of that of Princess Serenity. Mm -hmm. Still, Chibi reaches for the Pegasus, but she realizes suddenly that it has disappeared. Yes. She says, wait, you're the one that called to me. And a voice says, please keep this meeting a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Is this horse a dot on a map? I have feelings about this. We'll talk about it later. Does he have to introduce himself to all his new neighbors? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a little I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. <laughs> and I'm a sex offender. Stop it! Don't say that about Mr. Ed. In her t- <laughs> you don't know what's going on, Wilbur. I love Mr. Ed. To catch a predator. <laughs> In her dream, Chibi looks behind her and she sees Asagi. She says, yes. uh, Asagi says, geez, are you still asleep? She was <laughs> in her pajamas, in her bed, in a new room. She's got like a little room in the attic now. She's got like her own room. Nice. Yeah. All right. So she's like never going home. Uh, Chibi <laughs> says, oh, oh, it's just a dream. And Usagi says, come on. Everyone left without us. Where did they go? The park. Yes. Where our scene shifts. And we see Makoto, Matoki, and Minako. Got that one right? Yay, good job. Sitting on the grass. Get a new name. (laughs) Uh, Sitting on the grass with many other people. And Matoki says that he doesn't have to work today because no one would be at the arcade on a day like this. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Not when something that only happens every few hundred years happens. Uh Uh-huh. Which is... Yeah. Twins win the World Series? What is it? Right, right, right. Ami is there. 
with Chibi and Unazuki, mm-hmm. Motoki's sister. And Ami tells us that the sun, the moon, and the earth will be in alignment soon. Yes. Which, that's like an eclipse. Those happen like a couple times a year. I, <laughs> yeah, really I that big actually looked the statistics up and they, they happen fairly frequently. Yeah. And it's it's should have it's more accurate to say it'll only happen in like Tokyo in the exact same spot. Maybe that's like every yeah. like, like couple a, hundred years or yeah. so. Like a like a total eclipse. Yes. Like it is depicted as like every, you know, eighteen months or so. Exactly. Average, so yeah. Yeah. Actually it's not even it's a it's by clockwork. Right. Um but a, a syzygy What is, is a, a syzygy? I'll tell you, is an alignment of three or more heavenly bodies. Mm. So the earth, the sun, and the moon, a three-body system, um, has syzygies, okay. uh, which can be eclipses. All eclipses are syzygies. Not all syzygies are eclipses. Interesting. SAT. <laughs> but anyway, yes, this this will be... Uh, Ami tells us, she says that the sun will be on the other side of the moon, so it, this is a solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Una says, when the moon covers the sun, it's called a kaiki, or total eclipse. Mm-hmm. Kaiki eclipse of the sun. <laughs> uh, Usagi says, when the sun is covered, it will become totally dark. This is a scary eclipse of the sun. Yeah, right. Which I guess is a pun, because kaiki can mean both extra extraordinary or strange or weird. Mm-hmm. Or bizarre. She misheard it. A yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Eclipse of the sun. <laughs> uh, Ray says, are you trying to scare little kids? Remember the other day at the park when you thought that duck was following you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Chibi, that's a real fear. Oh, really? Anatidophobia is the fear that ducks are following you. That's weird. Chibi says, it's okay, Ray. I never listen to Usagi. And Usagi's like... Wait, what? What do you mean? And Ray's like, "Wait, you weren't messing with us. Uh-huh. You thought that that was real, the spooky thing." Yes. And Chibi's like, "I should sue for emancipation." <laughs> oh my gosh! Grabs her key. I'm going home. <laughs> Everyone looks to the sky, but Chibi can only see in her mind an image of the Pegasus in that crystal forest. Mm-hmm. Una asks her, "Hey, are you worried about something?" And Chibi's like, "Can." Can horses open doors? No. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Una's like, oh, did you have a meeting with your destined boy or something? Don't do anything that would make your mama and papa cry. Oh Jesus Christ, God. kid. Who I is know. this girl? I know, right? <laughs> hey, Usagi, uh, any puns on IUDs? Oh, my God. And Usagi and Mamoru are both looking at each other. <laughs> and that chibi like, what? Yes. That was a great Is moment. this something we have to worry about? Now? now? <laughs> future's different. It's changed. It's changed. Oh, my God. It's different for girls in the future. Motoki says, no, you. And Una's like, what? And Motoki says, mom is worried that you've been coming back late after work. Uh-oh. Yeah. We know she likes bikers. Oh, my gosh. Mamoru says, no sex now. We're Japanese. Let's look at the eclipse. <laughs> and they all put their eye protection on and look up. At least someone is using protection. Yeah. Wow. Across town, people all over are watching the eclipse. And it's freaky. Ever see a total eclipse? I was trying to think about it. If you do the math correctly, Uh just don't. But if you do, you can go back and find out when I went to high school. Because I was in an astronomy class, I think... Let's just say it was. Let's just say it was my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And it worked out really great because it happened like the last week or two 
of wow. the school year. So we just got to go like out That's for cool. a couple of days and observe it because it takes it took a while. Uh, we watched like the first part of it, you know, and then we're there for the eclipse itself. And then, you know, the aftermath, I guess. Sure. Um, and it was a total eclipse. It was cool. It, was, it got real dark. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't remember if I've seen a total uh, solar eclipse before or not. I know I've seen um, a couple lunar eclipses. So, yeah. I was trying to think about it I, and I couldn't place it. So I don't know if I have. Well, it can be very weird. Yeah. But this eclipse is extra weird because as the light fades, lightning and thunder arc over Tokyo yep. and we see a horrifically whimsical object descend from the sky. Yes, we do. It's like, you know, Pennywise the clown? Yes, I do. If there was a larger circus that Pennywise ironically ran away from, <laughs> it would be this. Yeah. A giant big top that's accurate. wreathed in balloons and dripping with streamers. Mm-hmm. Like gross yeah a top like a giant leg it looks like a like a louis the 16th style table leg weird i don't know what's going on it gently descends to the ground Mm -hmm. in the same way that bricks don't yeah right as it touches down a giant burst of violent energy blasts into the sky and also as if on cue the eclipse ends and the sky lightens once more everyone's heading home but usagi notices a strange new addition to tokyo skyline yeah. A creepy tent. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Oh, food. I know. We cut inside the tent and oh my God. Yeah. There's a riot of weird masks. Yeah. It's like a Charles Manson mum and shans. Uh, y- yes. Are we sure it's, they're all it's masks? Like, it's I don't like know that they are. <laughs> the Ringling Brudaire's German Expressionist Circus. <laughs> it's like the cabinet of Dr. Cotton Candy. Oh my gosh. Yes. A freakishly thin and long-limbed green dude. <laughs> Yep. Riding a unicycle says, yep. the humans don't notice. <laughs> a trio of disturbing faces. It's like if Tim Burton directed a perfume commercial. <laughs> say, the humans don't realize they're ri- raising their children to be monkeys. This town is full of dogs and monkeys. Oh my God. Suddenly in the middle of their town, a circus tent appears. <laughs> yeah. They don't get it. Yeah, right. And a cavalcade of horrific sights continues. I'm not going to describe them all. That's fair. They should have sent a poet. <laughs> But I will get back to them later if they turn out to be important. Just, you know, know that Rob Zombie circus stuff is happening. Yeah, yeah. The gist is, these humans aren't paying any attention. Mm-hmm. And it's party time for the Cirque de Freak. <laughs> you got it. From a giant green elephant idol on one side of the ring, of course. you got to have that. Of course. A voice says, quiet down. And atop the idol's trunk, in a puff of smoke, appears a wizened looking figure in a purple... Unhappy robe. I don't know how else to describe it. You know, like a jack-o'-lantern has like a face. His robe has a face. Yeah. Sir, your robe has a face. Yeah. Uh, He's got a catfish looking hat on. He's got purple wrinkled skin and pointed ears. Mm -hmm. And he's holding a curved staff atop which is a flaming winged eyeball. Mm -hmm. This guy went to Dragon Ball Z villain auditions and they call it the cops. Yeah, pretty much. He says in a strained voice, the time has come to take over this world. Is the Amazon trio here? They are. They are. They arrived in two days for free. Yeah. <laughs> Out of a ring of fire steps a honey blonde elvish looking dude who says with a flourish, Tiger's Eye is here. Mm-hmm. Out of a ring of water steps a blue haired woman who is dressed like, uh, she's dressed like the Michelin man's slutty daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely not happy with her. He's yeah. for sure called her a little piggy on an answering machine message. Oh my God. She says, Fisheye is here. 
and out of a ring of feathers is yes. that a, is that a thing it is now <laughs> appears a pink-haired elf in a tutu who says hawk's eye is here yeah oh no what hawkeye i mean <laughs> i like this guy jeremy renner wishes that he was this guy. yeah he does they say have you called for us master zirconia and fish hat i'm, I'm gonna call him fish hat says okay. Listen, he should have escaped into this world as well. We have to capture him to take over this world. Here's your first... A lot of pronouns. Him. Yes. You. Here's your first job. Find those, another pronoun, with beautiful dreams. He cannot hold his form <laughs> in this world. And without energy, he'll fade and die. But he can subsist by hiding and living in a beautiful dream. I feel like this should just be all to the camera. It's like, this is I, how yeah, it's going to work, everybody. Yeah. Here's a bunch of exposition for you. Cast a spell of exposition from the exposition school. Yeah. And Tiger Eye says, so he's already living in the dream of someone in this world? Mm -hmm. And Fishat says, that's right. There's a lot of humans on Earth, but only a few have beautiful dreams. Mm. Go find him. (laughs) We cut to... Okay. I need a sec. We cut to a neon-drenched bar... (laughs) You got it. Or a sad, lonely saxophone plays. (laughs) And the three eyes are bellied up to the bar like, wow, so what do you think about this one? If I told my employees, you get out there and make it happen, and they're like, you got it, and I find them in the bar five minutes later, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) The flaming eye on my staff is going to be flying around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm totally lost. So it turns out that they are looking at headshots. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, kid. Uh, you're going to make it in this town. Yeah. Uh, they're all beautiful girls. I don't know where they got these pictures from. I, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared, too. Uh, I'm not sure they understood the assignment. Uh, and Tiger Eye says, I don't know where to start. They all look so good. Oh, my God. And Hawkeye makes a good point. He says, uh, don't base your opinion on if you think they're cute. Okay? Yeah. And yeah. Fish Eye says, I don't think they're cute. You like this kind of thing? And Tiger Eye says... You're too picky. Let's take this one. Girls like this are easy if you make them feel like you're destined to meet. Wow. More like Gaslight Eye. I hate that. Secrets of the Super Seducers with the Dead Moon Circus. Yeah. I mean, do you have to be creepy? I know you're the bad guys, but come on. And obviously the pick that he's got is of Unazuki. Yes. We cut to Fruit Parlor Crown. Yes. (laughs) Where Una is serving Chibiusa and Usagi some sodas. Mm -hmm. Blue for Chibi, green for Usagi. The usual. Usagi says to Una, so uh, how's how's a boyfriend come in? What's going on with that? And Una's like, you're asking me this in front of a child? And Usagi's (laughs) like, whoa, you got things to say that you can't say in front of a child? (laughs) And Chibi's like, oh, is this your boyfriend? And she's holding this locket. She grabs onto this locket that Una's wearing. But Una's like, ah, give me that. And we pull out through the window as they struggle because it's not... Time to reveal the picture of this person yet, I guess. Yes, yeah. Um, a little later, possibly a few seconds later, <laughs> Una is sitting with them and she says, he's not my boyfriend. She says, we got into a good mood a few times before. <laughs> What's up with our translation? That is weird you know, now so, that you mention it. Sometimes, you know, I like to get into a good mood with somebody. <laughs> oh my God. You know, on the third or fourth date. Uh, is this code... I, I don't know. But she says, he hasn't asked me out. Maybe we're not destined to be together. Mm-hmm. And Chibi, slurping on her blue soda, 
very sagely says, you know, just because you're a girl doesn't mean you should wait for your prince to come on a white horse. I'm not touching any of that. (laughs) She continues, sometimes you got to get on that horse and go find your prince. Mm -hmm. I have to take a tinkle. Nusagi's like, uh, you've been reading Mama's special novels again without permission, haven't you? Okay, stop. Stop. I know. Let's stop. She means Ikoku Mama. Yes, she means okay. Ikoku Mama. I'm like, does Usagi have like a secret hentai stash or something like that? No, I think she means like romance novels. She doesn't mean her. She, I'm Mama. She means our Mama Mama. She means Mama Mama. Mama Mama. Mama Mama. Because otherwise, like, Unazuki's just like, yeah, right. Yeah, I do that. My right. mom's got a great collection. Right, right. But she didn't mean, she's not like outing herself as Shibi's mother. No. All right. Well, come on, show. Maybe like write that a little more clear. <laughs> Could have said it. I hear more of these uh, special novels yeah. from the special store. Yeah. There you go. These guys should open up uh, <laughs> open up a dirty bookstore. Oh, my gosh. Like, the hey, Amazon trio. Hey, you want to? It's only 10 yen for this special dirty book. Oh, my Let gosh. me look in your mirror. <laughs> on the street. We see a bus, and on it is Una, and also Tiger Eye. Yeah. In a Don Johnson suit with way too many accessories. Way too Rings, much. earrings, bracelets. Yeah. Johnny Depp is like, whoa, whoa, tone it down. I know. Rings leave marks. <laughs> whoa. I said it. Una yeah, is looking for her wallet to pay the fare, and Tiger approaches her and says, Is this your wallet? Oh my God. <laughs> I know. On the street, she thanks him, and he says, I must be in luck to pick up such a lucky item. And she says, what? Because she didn't hear him over the sound of her retching. <laughs> this guy's cheesy. Yeah, he is. But maybe it's working. I don't know. Because he says, hey, do you like my huge turquoise earrings? And she likes them. <laughs> He's got like... They're, they're they like, are massive. Liz they're Taylor's way- like, no, no, come on. I know. <laughs> Too much. Like, they're not his regular earrings either because I don't No, know he if- put these on he- to seduce a lady. I know. Like his regular earrings, take a look at them next time you're watching. It looks like they're razor blades. Yes. I don't know if that was intentional or what. Edgy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a turn. It's like, mm, stay away from this guy. Oh, He's got right. razor well, blades on his ears. God save the queen. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's very punk. Chibi Yusa and Usagi are walking on the street at night. Chibi has dragged her out late and she asks... Uh, is there a forest with a lake somewhere around here? Maybe crystals all over the place. <laughs> Nusagi says, Mori? Uh-huh. Uh, like forest? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think so. Not since they bulldozed Mr. Kunitachi's park and turned it into an Ikea. Wow. Chibi's like, remember that? Yeah, I do. That was like the whole resolution of that, wasn't it? Or did somebody stop them I don't think from they bulldozing were, it? Like, stopped it. I think they were like, yeah. well, there's nothing I can yeah. do. It was really sad. Chibi's like, yeah, the squirrels were pissed. (laughs) Suddenly they hear a scream. We cut to a park and Tiger Eye has used a whip to whip it good. Mm -hmm. It being Una's handbag, which falls to the ground. Which is like, why would you do that? All I can think of is like she was holding up to defend herself from this guy who's getting weird in a park. Yeah. He says, sorry, pretty girl. And like a rug magically appears uh-huh. and obscures him. Yeah. And when it rolls away, he's in his tiger hunting togs. Yeah. Is he a modest villain? Quick change. It's, presto. It's just like a <laughs> part of like the, the flash of the circus, you know? Oh, the legend of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, don't worry. I'm no one suspicious. 
And Una's like, what? Yes, you are. I know. You're wearing striped yellow tights. <laughs> Usagi and Chibi round the corner and they see what's going on. And yep, guy in tights with a whip. Mm-hmm. This seems like a transform moment. Yep. But before they can, Tiger counts one. And a giant slab rises out of the ground behind Una. Two. And she is locked to the slab. Mm-hmm. And three. She screams as out of her chest emerges a pink framed mirror. Yeah. We got mirrors, we got swords, we got, apparently we're all just like a TGI Friday's wall of bric-a-brac inside of our souls. I, I know. Like, What's so, going to come out of people next? I know. Somebody on our Discord actually- Hey, you got any AA batteries in there? I, somebody on our Discord actually was like, I, I meant brought up the fact that it's like kind of ridiculous, all these items that they have inside of their bodies. Why don't we and all like, like- When we walk around, just things just, just like sloshing clank, around. Just like and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, I never really- put that together but yeah it is weird don't have x-rays in this world no tiger says it's the mirror of dreams your dreams are in here yeah well all right (laughs) before he can retrieve the mirror we hear hold it right there sailor moon and sailor chibi moon are here and they say in the name of the moon we'll punish you huh no transformation no speech uh maybe we're running out of time here yeah maybe we're getting to the end of the episode tiger says hmm Two strange pumpkins have appeared. Any questions? (laughs) He says, come here, my lemur, my automated doll, Karakuriko. Out of the ground rises. Actually, out of his shadow uh, rises. Yes. uh, A terrifying doll-like woman. Mm -hmm. She looks like a backup dancer from Cabaret mixed with a killer ventriloquist dummy. She does. It it says, Karakuriko. Karakuriko-chan! Mm-hmm. And its head spins around, uh, which is bad news. It's bad. Sailor Moon says, huh, something strange has appeared. Yes! <laughs> the doll blasts apart, limbs flying at the senshi, and its leg kicks moons out from under her, sending her sprawling. Yeah. Before disembodied arms lift Usagi up into the air. And like how the lower half of Lemur just like knees Chibi in the bread basket, just boof, coming through. I know. And then sits on her. I know. Uh, Sailor Moon floats helplessly in the air, and floating before her is the head and torso of Karakuriko. Out of Kara's mouth comes a sword, yes. which extends out to stab Usagi, but she does the, you know, uh, Bugs Bunny's trying to avoid uh, the axe from yeah. uh, Elmer Fudd and goes whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Avoiding the blade, Usagi can't keep wiggling forever. But a red rose hits the doll's head broadside, sending it flying. Thank God. This wasn't like a thrown one. This is like a lobbed one because it like end over ends into her head, (laughs) which is pretty great. Tuxedo Mask is here and he's perched on top of a street lamp. Because of course he is. He says, I will not allow anyone to tarnish a star drenched evening with tasteless evil. And Tiger Eye says, what's with the womanizer outfit? (laughs) And TM's like, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear that from you. I'm one stem of a rose that cuts through evil. I love it. I am the roundup on the weed of crime. <laughs> I am the rabbit-proof fence holding back the darkness. Oh, my God. Tiger Eye says, all right. And they clash ferociously. Mm-hmm. Whip versus cane. It looks like Tuxedo Mask has the upper hand. He's got his cane to Tiger's throat. But Tiger's whip wraps itself around a tree that TM's shadow is falling on. Mm-hmm. What's this? The whip begins to fluoresce, and Tiger says, Your shadow is sewn onto the tree. You can't move. And Tuxedo Mask is frozen in place. Tiger says, Farewell, idiot. <laughs> and as the senshi <laughs> continue to struggle, 
Tiger looks into Una's dream mirror. And I mean, he looks into it. He sticks his entire head inside really the mirror much. as Una screams again in pain. Eventually, he emerges again from the mirror and says, that's a beautiful dream. But uh, he's not in there. And sorry, everybody with beautiful dreams needs to be eradicated so he can't escape into them. Uh-huh. Which is like, oh, that's sinister. It is. Also kind of expository. Uh-huh. But, you know, we got to fill us all in. Yeah. Kakuniko, finish them off. The doll prepares to bring the fight to a grisly close. And as Chibi struggles, she thinks, please, someone lend us your powers. And out of the sky comes a radiant ball of light, which knocks the doll parts away, freeing our heroes. The light resolves itself into a winged horse, Pegasus, with a flick of his mane. (laughs) Pegasus hits Sailor's Moon and Chibi with a little razzle-dazzle, and they begin to transform into Super Sailor Moons. Yes. Regular and fun-sized. Yes. Tiger says, quick, kill them. The doll rushes at them, but a key-like weapon appears before Sailor Moon, Mm -hmm. and she says... I can feel a power building up all over my body. She thrusts forward with the key and literally shatters the Lemur, who who yells, Stage Outta! Before disappearing. Tiger Eye is like, "Uh, I gotta think about this. And he disappears in a ring of fire as Una's mirror retreats into her body and she and Tuxedo Mask are released. Everyone looks to the majestic white horse before them, but it disappears as quickly as it came. As do the girls' super transformations. Mm-hmm. All that's left is a shifting pattern of aurora in the sky and the great scent of pine. <laughs> Una is okay. She's just unconscious. And we see Chibi remembering her encounter in her dream with Pegasus and his request that she not reveal it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't need any trouble around here, Wilbur. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, that's a red flag. Uh, Usagi says... Hey, uh, do you know something about this? Blink twice if you need help. (laughs) But Chibi just says, oh, I don't know nothing. I'm a baby. Mm -hmm. Something emphasized by the slap-ass banger of a final song. Yeah. Baby, baby, love. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You like it? The ending song? I like it a lot. Yeah? Very chibi-centric. It is very chibi-centric. Feels like this is going to be Chibi's year. Uh, She's going to be a big part of it. We've said this before. I think I finally found it, though. If people hate Chibi, (laughs) maybe this is why. She, she's this is this is the scrappy season. Yeah, I think she's gonna really scrappy do it this year. Uh, maybe po- it's a big possibility. Um, I have a friend who said she likes uh Chibiusa until she becomes a Sailor Scout. I don't personally feel that way because I really liked her in S and everything. She's running around yelling at people. Yeah, Elect- um, getting electrocuted and pulling so guns on people. I don't. I don't know. Like this watch through, I've really enjoyed Chibiusa a lot. Baby love. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a baby love. We've got a baby love. We have a horse, the love between a horse and a little girl. So, <laughs> I find You've been getting kinda, into some of Mama's special novels. I find it kind of bothersome. I don't like that a stranger is asking a young girl to keep their meeting a secret. Um, it's, it's disturbing. And plus, you know, Chibiusa is a superhero. She has been through this before. She doesn't know if Pegasus is a good guy or a villain or something in between. She has no idea. Well, 
when he shows up, we get a good tinkle. So <laughs> he's probably okay. Do you know what I mean? A good tinkle. Yeah, it's like rainbows and crystals. Yeah. Like there's a visual yeah. language to, to power good I mean, and evil in the I universe. Guess. Yeah, but so maybe, and also we don't know. If there's something that it, that the show can't communicate, and that is like the, the emotions and, and the feeling, you know. So she, she probably she feels good. It's a good dream. Like she's like, yeah, oh, I like this. This, this cool horse, and I'm in a nice place. Mm-hmm. It isn't like some of the dreams she had last year when her friend is being crucified. Freaking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Like I think this is a bad dream. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of kidding about uh, Mr. Ed being a, a sex criminal, but... Uh, it's a little weird, though. It's a little off I'd like to read the webcomic. Uh, um, wow. No, but um, but it is the language of... Like, what else would they do? They're keeping this a secret yeah. because it's just a J.J. Abrams mystery box, right? Right. Like, it would be easy for her to say for the... Well, okay, so the unicorn is keeping it a secret because he doesn't want her to mirror to get ripped out and then get found. And But it, apparently it doesn't matter because they just have like a machine that spits out headshots of girls that have beautiful dreams. Yeah. And they're going to get to Chibi eventually. Probably. We don't We don't really know the stakes yet. For all no. their expositing, we don't really understand the mechanisms behind but this. But that's per usual, right? We'll, they'll exposit more as we go Yes on. and no. I feel like really early on we understood that this meteor is from outer space and inside of it are two aliens and but that was a much shorter arc they have a tree that yeah. needs energy mm-hmm. um you know yeah um these these people are from another planet yep. and they're you got it <laughs> i forgotten the old seasons already <laughs> I get, you know, they spend a lot of time like, we have to find the enemy's uh, hideout. Yeah. Uh, let's search all the dim sum places in town. Right, right. Um, yeah, okay. I guess the vagueness is built in. Yeah. But when this this horse, which is a man horse, by the way. It is. It, it, Pegasus could have easily been a girl. Yes. For some reason, it's a boy horse. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't tell anybody about our little meetings in the woods. Yeah. It just gives me pause. Oh, I think oh, we need to talk about it. Wilbur, can you pull out this duct tape for me? Oh, stop it. Uh, it's tough on your Oh, horse. my God. This is horrible. I don't have opposable thumbs, Wilbur. Oh, my God. But I did want to mention that. <laughs> wow. Stop. <laughs> oh, my right. God. That's the duct tape sound. Um, you, you do have a good duct tape sound, although you only seem to bring it out in the most horrible instances. And the tear... The, the tear off is that's really important. Yeah, that is important. He could tear it off. He just couldn't pull it off of the the no, roll in the first no, place. No, no opposable thumbs. So he has to have a, an accomplice. Oh my god. Um <laughs> so in the manga, Chibiusa Oh my god. I know, I'm starting off really early. Chib I'm not gonna do all the things, but I'm just gonna be choosy about it. Chibiusa, Usagi, and Mamoru all see a vision of Pegasus at the same time, so it's not a secret. Huh. Um, okay. And this is just the very beginning of it being very Care different. to share, director of the of the series? Yeah. And we don't really know specifically why they they changed it so much. Um, it, besides the fact that, like, it's been speculated that maybe because the last season was so dark, um, they wanted to lighten it up so and make it more comical. They made sure that a interdimensional being was hiding inside of a little girl and told her oh, not to tell anybody way. about it. Yeah. And then a guy in fetish gear with a whip 
He's going to start sticking his head in. I mean, when you it, put it that way. Start sticking his head into inside of women to see their really dreams. Really disturbing, right? <laughs> so I so, have a problem nice, with that. Nice work turning down the weird dial there. Yeah. And um, Chibiusa also questions really early on in, in the manga if Pegasus is on her side or not. Like, she doesn't know. And she actually is wondering, is he an enemy or is he an ally? So I thought that was interesting. But the... The bad guy is looking inside of the mirror and the way that Unazuki was attached to whatever that was, that slab, it's Do you think that these terrifying. things come out hot but then calm down later? Because last year, I'm going to call them years, I don't care. That's fine. Last no. year we had, um, oh, Lady rips her robe open <laughs> and shoots a star out of her boobies into yeah, that's true. another girl's chest mm-hmm. and she's like, oh. And she's like, and she like dies, and their hearts ripped out, and it was like a quantum leap of intensity. It was from uh, oh, it's well, I guess um, Demando almost raped Usagi and <laughs> Sailor Munar. Yeah, that's true. All right, look, man, sometimes this show gets intense. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it no, does. Wilbur, let the show be it. Be the show. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But the way that the the so, that Tiger's Eye takes the mirror and like sticks his head in the dream, that's yeah. not in the manga either. Oh, so interesting. Uh, so interesting. trying to make it lighter and funnier, huh, anime? What's going on? Anyways, so uh, we've got a, a circus, a we wild have, and woolly circus. We do have a circus. We have a wizard that is in charge of them. Yes, and we have three people. Uh, Stephen Jenkins and the other two members of Third Eye Blind, who uh, are going to do their do their work here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, by hunting down young women. Yeah, you put it that way. And they probably all got really bad, uh, unique weapons. Um. Yes, most likely. Who's a Who's a boy and who's a girl? Yeah. So, um, I will tell you, um. And or not right. <laughs> How do they identify? Um, so Tiger's Eye, Hawk's Eye, and Fish Eye are all um, the three Amazons are all they're all men. Men, yes. Huh. Zirconia. I don't mean to uh, assume no. genders. No. But Fish Eye just uh, maybe I was getting Fish a... Eye is very uh, feminine presenting. Yeah, and, and that's next to the guy with the pink hair and the tutu. I, I know. That's pretty feminine. I know. Um and why are they Amazons? Because I don't think they mention it in this, but um no. the the circus is from the Amazon. Don't 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 you take an innocent question that you could have answered without spoiling something what? and you spoil something. Uh, is it a I spoiler? guess maybe I need to be more pointed in my question. Why are three men called the Amazons? Oh, Okay, you didn't get the question. No. And so, when in doubt, spoil. I appreciate that. Yeah. At least you're um, consistent. Sorry. Why are they Amazons? Look at, look I, at. I don't look, think they're look. Amazons. It's listen, the Amazon listen, trio. Listen, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have pointed, pointed out clearly that mm-hmm. the bad guys on this show, mm-hmm. I know the Four Kings, never mind. All right, there's a mix of bad guys and girls. But often they, we've talked about my theory about how the bad guys often... Uh, are examples of uh, what if feminine but too much. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And the show 
it eludes the the question of the the four kings uh, because it doesn't bother to um, try to pair them off or suggest that they dated the four kings back in silver millennium times or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just like a bunch of guys who are like, "You're dumb girls. Screw you." And then they went right. Yeah. And then uh, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, and then uh, then there's a bunch of like sexy ladies who are selling yes. makeup, and they're the you know you're, you're still children, you know, and we're yeah. like um, slutty adult women. So mm-hmm. take that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know what's going on in us. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. They're uh, hot scientist ladies who also kind of have like they're hot circ- scientist ladies circusy outfits. Yeah, but they've got but they have <laughs> they also have their own things going on they do they all have their own individual things going yeah on. even yeah. more than like the ayakashi did yes so it's it's an escalation of what i'm describing i would agree with that sailor moon supazu yeah uh just a bunch of dudes yep well um, and... allow me to be the first to say <laughs> dumb oh okay. i don't like it okay unless this is like uh you're 16 now girls or at least close mm-hmm. which means <laughs> game on uh, wow. And so the new thing that you will face, the metaphor that you will face is um, men who, men, you know, boys your age, uh, who want to take advantage of you, who don't have your best interest at heart, who are lo- want to stick their heads inside your chests. Wow. I'm going to be honest. Oh, my God. I don't know. Be honest and ruin something. No, I'm not going to ruin anything. Okay. I don't know that Nako Takauchi was thinking this deeply about it or Here's not. Here's the deal. Hmm. She's not the only person who's working on this. No, I know that. Hundreds of people worked on this. I know. And so but she... what is the gestalt of what we eventually get? Mm-hmm. The Shining is a film by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. The Shining is a book by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And they are different. They're very different. Yeah. But people like the movie more. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The movie is a, a classic of horror and Stephen King's just like, I don't like it. And then yeah, I'm going to make an ABC miniseries that's terrible. And then I'm also going to like write a book that's a sequel to both my book and the movie. So they'll make a movie out of that, which uh-huh. is kind of okay, I guess. But at that point, it's like, how far up our own asses do we want to go uh, following? Come, Danny, play with us up inside your own ass. Yeah, right. Um so, so you see what I mean? People collaborate on something and then it becomes the voice of many people working on something. And then once they let go of it, then it's mine. No, I get that. I'm just saying it sounds to me like you don't like that there are three dude bad I, guys. I guess, did we run out of evolutions of um, cautionary tales for young girls? No, I don't think we have. All right, so there's more ladies to come? Can this I is say you, anything? This is you not trying to ruin something. I can't say anything. All right, well, anyway, all I'm saying is I, I, I'd i rather have that than, like, bad boys. Okay. Because that's uninteresting. Okay. I, I, I get that and I appreciate that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's, it's like... Uh, he's gonna say something pervy, uh, you know, a, a boy's gonna break your heart or he's gonna, you know, try to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. I, that's very basic and simple. Mm-hmm. You will have to go undercover at a school for manners <laughs> where a lady will tell you that you don't dance good enough 
and you're not a lady. Yeah, right. And then she'll turn into a monster that shoots goo all over you yeah. from her shells. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just her clams are going to shoot all over you. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, you learn, hey, yep. I don't need your dancing. <laughs> right? Yes. That's more interesting than like, oh, this guy with a whip is not a good guy. Yeah. Also, he wears more jewelry than you. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> He's he, got a he's got a certain sense of style. He's making jewelry now. Are you um, guys in Winger? Is that what's happening here? I, I don't know. He looks like he's in a hair band, doesn't he? Or maybe Cinderella. Yeah. Um, I should mention too that Fisheye um went with the dub was uh voiced by a woman and they made the character female. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um I also want to mention that Zirconia is yeah, yeah, a yeah. woman. Oh, whoa, okay. Yeah. Wait, wait what? Zirconia, who's fish the hat wizard. is a fish hat with the eye staff fish is a hat. woman. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they also finzy. for the English dub, they made Zirconia a man. Okay, so I am assuming the same genders that yes. Cloverweight did. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to feel about that. But at either. least I'm part of the majority. Yeah, right. Okay, so well, we will fix all the pronouns going forward. Okay, sounds good. How would you describe Just Enough Trope? We are the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. Oh no, does this mean they can hear all the things I yell at the TV during Downton Abbey? Why did you do that? How do you plead? Let the game begin. Yeah, check these fresh moves. Oh! Don't shoot man in face. This isn't the Save Gotham fundraiser. It's the Chill Family Reunion. Master Yoda assigned a Padawan to this bold Jedi. I think it's pronounced Padawan. Oh, Padawan, excuse me. Hey, it's getting late. I think Ralph's going to want his motorcycle back. Uh, come check out the pictures of Dean Gray. I am freaking getting old. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the life clock was blinking in your hand. Get out of here, Wilson. Go fight the Teen Titans or something. I'm unkillable, not unwoundable. You like Sailor Moon, right? Why don't you sail on this? Oh, wow. Just enough trope. News, reviews, and geek fondue. Every Monday on the Just Enough Trope Podcast Network. Loving me never have a say. You so be sorry. What? We're curiously looking around when we talk about elements of Japanese culture within the episode. We're going to talk about dreams in Japan or Hatsuyume and Baku. Uh, and those are two different things, and we'll get into it in just a little bit. Uh, in Japanese culture, a Hatsuyume is the first dream one has in the new year. Traditionally, the contents of such a dream would foretell the luck of the dreamer in the coming year. However, there has been debate over when Hatsuyume happens. Traditionally, most commonly, Hatsuyume is said to happen on the night of January 2nd, while others believe it happens on January 1st. Uh, to add to the uncertainty, before Japan adopted the Gregorian calendar, Hatsuyume came before uh, Rishun, which is the first day of the lunar year. And Rishun happens in early February and also marks the beginning of spring. So confusing uh, tradition, I guess you could say. Uh, but... For Hatsuyume, it, it, it is considered to be a particularly good luck dream 
if you dream of one of the following things, Mount Fuji, a hawk, or an eggplant. And we will get into why. <laughs> uh, there isn't anything that I can add. <laughs> it's just, it's already like cards against humanity, <laughs> but it's just a whole <laughs> nation of people who are just like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was an eggplant. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good dream. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I know. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Continue. Okay. If you dare. I, I will. <laughs> so this belief has been in place since the early Edo period, but there are various theories regarding the origins as to why this particular combination was considered to be auspicious. Wait a minute. That's not too old. That's relatively recent. It's relatively recent. You are correct. You have to remember, too, that not only is it insulting to, um, oh, so exotic, oh, it's yeah. to, to other, you know, Eastern cultures. A, mm-hmm. They're normal people. They're very practical. Yeah. Um, they have some weird ideas, and so do we. Absolutely. Um, you have to remember that this, there could be like a, there could have been a commercial for tooth powder or something like that that led to people thinking this, you know? Yeah. It wasn't until, well, I mean, I've always understood that, but I'm always reminded about that. When we went to that um, uh, Eastern textiles uh, yeah. exhibit mm-hmm. uh, and we saw some of the like cool, um, like paper garments yes. and like the handmade garments. And there's, oh, what are these characters? It's like, oh, this is like eat it, eat it, Hiroki's or whatever. Uh-huh. They were like, literally like it was a guy's job to wear this. And it had us characters on it, which was a sign basically saying, hey, the noodles are really good yeah, down right. this way. Like, that's all it was. Yeah. You're like, oh, what is this ancestral message that I'm being given? No, it's just like for sandwiches. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, something as recent as the, the Edo period, I can imagine that it's, uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, right. It's not It's not that long ago. So, um one theory suggests that this combination is lucky because Mount Fuji is Japan's highest mountain. The hawk is a clever and strong bird. And the word for eggplant or nasu or sometimes nasubi uh, is a homophone for the term nasu, which means to accomplish or to fulfill. They love their wordplay. Uh, it's, it's a lot of wordplay. Um, another theory suggests that this combination arose because Mount Fuji falconry and early eggplants were favorites of the shogun tokugawa iyasu see the guy just the the king liked this stuff and he they liked went these three things all right well hey dream about that yeah good things you know bring you good luck for the awesome new year yeah. yeah right <laughs> um yeah so although the superstition is well known in japan it's often memorized in the form of ichi fuji ni taka san nasubi or one fuji two hawk three eggplant and the continuation of the list which is not as well known uh is yonsen go tobacco roku zato or four fan five tobacco six blind acupressurer okay, 10 wood yeah, 15th uh silver yeah right yeah Right. So the origins of this trio, the, the, the latter trio, are less well known, and it is unclear whether they were added after the original three or whether the list of six originated at the same time. 
to elaborate a little on the superstitions of Hatsuyume, a dream of Mount Fuji is always auspicious and welcome. Not only is it the highest mountain in Japan, it has been the inspiration for artists and poets for centuries. And as the Japanese love their wordplay, Fuji can be interpreted to represent Fushi, which means immortality and eternal life. Um, a theory as to why tobacco is included in the list of good first dreams is that tobacco smoke also rises to great heights. <laughs> so, I don't know. You, you can make up Very your reasons, good. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you can kind of do that. Uh, the hawk or taka in Japanese is often found in Japanese art. The ukeoe artist Hakusai frequently included them in his work. So it's kind of, you know, it's another good luck sort of thing and it's it's something that is seen as hawks are seen as very strong um so that's a that's a good auspicious thing to see um in your dreams as well uh fans are considered to be an auspicious hatsuyume because the god hote who is one of the shichi fukujin also known as the seven lucky gods uh he is the god of wisdom and contentment uh, excuse me, wisdom of contentment, happiness, and laughter. Hote is often depicted holding an uchiwa, or a flat-rounded Japanese fan. Uchiwa originated in China and were utilized by ancient chieftains as an emblem of power and wish-granting. So seeing a fan in Hatsuyume can symbolize happiness and your wishes coming true in the new year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the seven lucky gods... Hatsuyume tradition says that in order to have auspicious dreams, you need to place a woodblock print of the Takarubune under your pillow. The Takarubune, or treasure ship, is a mythical ship piloted through the heavens by the seven lucky gods during the first three days of the new year. Having the Takarubune under your pillow is believed to boost your chances of having an auspicious dream. In the event of an unpleasant dream, the print may be disposed of by throwing it into a river. <laughs> Let's litter, everybody. All right, this one's no good. Toss yeah. it. Yeah, Toss I know. It away. <laughs> uh, the custom of putting a picture under your pillow started around the Muromachi period. It was initially popular among the nobility and spread to commoners during later in the Edo period, and street vendors sold cheap woodlock prints intended for single use. Sometimes the kanji for baku would be pictured on the sale of the takarabune. Baku are Japanese supernatural beings that are said to devour nightmares. Huh. According to legend, they were created by the spare pieces that were left over when the gods finished creating all the other animals. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple legs. Uh-huh. Uh, I got four butts. Yeah. What, what do we do with those? <laughs> Just put them all on there. All it's right. fine. Quadruple butt. Yeah. Uh, the traditional Japanese nightmare devouring Baku originates in Chinese folklore about the Mo, or giant panda, and was familiar in Japan as early as the Muromachi periods of 14th to 15th century. The dream-eating abilities attributed to the traditional baku have been related to other preventatives against nightmares, such as amulets. 
An early 17th century Japanese manuscript of the Sankai Ibutsu describes the Baku as a shy Chinese mythical chimera with the trunk and tusks of an elephant, the ears of a rhinoceros, the tail of a cow, the body of a bear, and the paws of a tiger. Hmm. which protected against pestilence and evil, although eating nightmares was not included among its abilities. Mm-hmm. However, in a 1791 Japanese woodblock print, uh, excuse me, illustration, a specifically dream-destroying Baku is depicted with an elephant's head, tusks, and trunk with horns and tiger claws. The elephant's head, trunk, and tusks are characteristics of Baku portrayed in classic era or pre-Meiji Japanese woodblock prints and in shrine, temple, and netsuke carvings. Hmm. Legend has it that a person who wakes up from a bad dream can call out to Baku. A child having a nightmare in Japan will wake up and repeat three times, Baku-san, come eat my dream! One version of of this saying... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Get your four butts over here. Yeah, well, it gets even better. Uh, one version of the saying is, Kono yume, bako ni agemasu, which literally means, I give this dream to the baku. <laughs> you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> Legends say that the baku will come into the child's room and devour the bad dream, allowing the child to go back to sleep peacefully. Uh, don't don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, don't do it, Baku. Not a secret <laughs> meaning. Uh, however, calling the Baku must be done sparingly. Because if he remains hungry after eating one's nightmare, he apparently may also devour their hopes and desires as well, leaving them to live an empty life. What? Yeah. So Too the, much eating. Yeah, I know. The Baku can also be summoned for protection from bad dreams prior to falling asleep at night. In the 1910s, it was common for Japanese children to keep a Baku talisman at their bedside. The Japanese term Baku has two current meanings. Um, One referring to the traditional dream-devouring creature and the other to uh, the Malayan tapir, which kind of and they're not sure which came first, like because <laughs> the tapir kind of looks like their depictions of a Baku. So they weren't sure if like the mythical creature came first and then they saw a tapir and they're like, oh, that kind of looks like a Baku. And a tapir has like a trunk. Yeah. With the ears. Yeah. Kind of like an elephant. It's confirmed. Bing bong is a Baku. Yeah, it's right. bing bong. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so... Uh, they have a long history in Japanese folklore and art and are more recently have appeared in manga and in an- anime. Um, one example is the Pokemon Drowsy in in oh English. God. His uh, name is Soripi or Suripu, excuse me, uh, in Japanese. So Drowsy looks like a tapir, uh, looks like a, kind of like a round tapir, and it's able to put people to sleep and can sense what kind of dream someone is having. Uh, Drowsy has its dream-eating preferences, and it prefers to eat fun, happy dreams as it becomes ill after eating bad dreams. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> give, me the, give me the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, It rarely will eat the dreams of adults because apparently the dreams of children are more delicious. Mm. (laughs) Dreaming about uh, cookies and uh, and sweets. 
No, I don't want this Mount Fuji dream. What's this all about? What is this? This is what? Who's dreaming of a of an eggplant? Yeah, no, no, no. Not, not as good as candy. <laughs> this tastes bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, another example, which some of our listeners might be aware of, is the uh, Baku and comics is of Abaku and comics is Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman, uh, the Dream Hunters, which uh, was illustrated by a Japanese artist Yoshi Yoshitaka yes. Amano. Yes. Uh, it, and it's a separate story from the main storyline yeah. of uh, Sandman, uh, but it's a story about the love between a monk and a fox spirit, or Kitsune. Um, and in the story, the kitsune seeks a baku so she can prevent the monk from being trapped in sleep until he dies. And her plan is to take his place. Mm-hmm. So uh, baku plays a, a minor role in that, but it's an example. I have a signed so. copy of that. Do you really? Somewhere. Yeah. That's awesome. How is meeting Neil Gaiman? Fine. <laughs> okay. I hate meeting famous people because you never know what to say or whatever and so like there's it's kind of awkward he, you know he was like hey how you doing i'm like great he's like all right <laughs> <laughs> uh what's your name <laughs> like uh oh it's uh, yeah and then he uh just you know signed it to to me or whatever my name is like sure there we go next up <laughs> so i mean what are you gonna do but i but i know? but that was only that was me meeting him on purpose face to face i have seen him a dozen times around town mm-hmm. because we, not anymore, but we, he used to live near yeah. where we lived. Yes. And so I'd see him at the Ren Fest, like with mm-hmm. his kids all the time. And yeah. That's cool. That's Don't cool. make that Netflix series. Don't do it. <laughs> Shh, go back through time. No. Baku, eat uh, that dream. That just got announced the second season. Did yep. you see that? Well, of course. Yeah. But also Netflix... Uh, you know, they're going on forward with a Henry Cavill-less Witcher season four. There's a petition Netflix... against that. Did you see that? Well, wow. What oh, a surprise. I know. Uh, Netflix running scared. Yeah. You know who's not scared? Who? HBO. Yeah? They're not scared of anything. They just canceled Westworld. <gasps> Do they really? Breaking news. Whoa. They don't. They don't care about anything. They don't give an up. <laughs> they don't know what they're HBO doing. HBO does not give an up. They're like, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's bring back Arliss. Oh, my God. That's a HBO programming joke. Well, I mean, to be fair, I didn't see the last season of Westworld. No. Not now that now you don't have to. Now that Not that it made a difference. Now you don't have to. Yeah, I know. I'm going to can- cancel an Ed Harris show. I know. Anthony Hopkins. Anyway. Continue. And, all right. Well, uh, that's the end of my tale of Hatsuyume and the Baku. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Eating those dreams. Eating those dreams. Yeah. Itsudaki Mas will do Sagi. What did Usagi eat in this episode? Uh, when we see the Amazon trio hanging out at the bar, they have drinks. Uh, Fish Eye's drink is pink and it is a martini glass. I'm not saying that a dude can't have a pink martini drink. Yeah. I'm just saying... This is where we get into trouble assuming things about people because they certainly yeah. code this person. No, <laughs> if I, I was mean, a Clover Way, yeah. if I was a progressive Clover Way casting director, I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I've already got a girl lined up to, to, to no, really? Yeah, I, uh. I, I know. I know. Um, but, and we'll see more of, of Fisheye as the season goes on. Oh, okay. But, Whoa, interesting. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> Queer as three-eyed folk. Um, Let's see where well, this goes. I mean, maybe. 
I'm not going to spoil things. All so. right, neat. Um, it looks like Hawks, Hawks Eye and Tiger's Eyes drinks. It looks like they might have whiskey on the rocks, but yeah. I can't tell for sure. Yeah. And then, of course, as you mentioned, at Fruits Parlor Crown, Unazuki serves Usagi a green drink, most likely melon soda, and Chibiusa some kind of blue soda. I don't know what it is. Like blue raspberries. <laughs> tastes tastes like blue. Yeah. Um, Villain Gage, where you rate a baddie one to five dark stars, five being the most wicked. Um, so I wanted to talk, uh, and maybe you and I can talk off air about what we want to call them exactly, lemurs or whatever. Lemures. Um, lemures. Is the, the official word. Lemures? Okay, because yes. I thought it was pronounced lemures. It's lemures. Okay, that's Le- easier to lemures. say. Lemures? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's not right, is it? I don't. Sometimes you listen to how to pronounce things online, and you listen to several different ones, and it sounds like they're pronouncing it Lemuries. completely differently. Lemuries? Lemuries? I think we can say it however we want. Lemuries? Okay. <laughs> Lemuries. <laughs> Let's say Lemuries. your dreams. So Lemuries were... We're going to talk a little bit about lemuries. Let's talk um, about it. Uh, lemuries were spirits of the restless or malicious dead in Roman religion or Roman mythology. Yeah. Uh, lemuries may represent the wandering and vengeful spirits of those not afforded proper burial, funeral rites, or affectionate cult by the living. This is a, you know, you have to make the distinction because there's a lot of ghosts. Yes. There's a lot of spirits. Right. In uh, Roman mythology, we've literally just spent a whole season talking about demons. Yes. Uh, and, and there are, there are shades and, 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 and people like that, but yeah, these are like your prototypical ghost that Zach Baggins is going to try to find. Yeah. Right. Um, and Lemuries were, uh, in the Roman mythology were, were formless and liminal and they were associated with darkness and its dread in, uh, and in ancient Rome, uh, May 9th, 11th, and 13th were dedicated to their placation in the household practice of Lemuralia or Lemuria. Mm-hmm. The head of the household would rise at midnight and cast black beans behind him with averted gaze. The Lemures would pre- were presumed to feast on them. Mm. Uh and black was the appropriate color of the offerings uh, to uh, thonic deities, so to to these kind of deities. So, uh, yeah. Um, That's, you got some fun things you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, lemurs. Lemurs. Yeah. Like the the animal lemurs. Yeah, I think it was Linnaeus, right? When Linnaeus, who was uh, one of the guys that uh, um, codified the uh, classification of beings, was also a okay, um, not a naturalist. No, a naturalist, not a naturist, a naturalist. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe he did both. One of those two. Uh, but yeah, he named uh, lemurs, uh, who you know we all know lemurs, right? Yes. Um, who are mostly out at night. He yeah, named them nocturnal. that specifically because he was like, oh, I was just reading like Ovid or something like that recently. And he's like, oh, they're like spirits of the night. Yeah. So I'm going to call them lemurs. Yeah, they move in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Give me them beans. I think that's, yeah, right. <laughs> if, if you threw a lemur, a beans at a lemur, would they just look at you like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, not cool. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the... 
Japanese, Japanese, excuse me, the Japanese pronunciation of uh, Lemorez is uh, Lemorezu. So, wow. Lemorezu, excuse me. Um, I also want to mention that all of Tiger's Eyes, uh, Lemorez, uh, I'm, I'm just pronouncing it differently every time I say it. Lemurs. Lemurs. Okay, fine. We're just going to make it easy on ourselves. They're lemurs. Um, all of Tiger's Eyes, lemurs have names that end in the character Ko. Oh. Um, which is a reference to all of the Japanese girls' names that end with ko, which means child. Um, our oh. girl Minako is a prime example of this, as well as Usagi's mom, Ikoko, and Chibiusa's friend, Momoko. So it is a common uh, part. Diminutive. W- yes, to end girls' names. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like it. You don't like it? He's got a stable of... Young girls. girls. Yeah, I don't necessarily like like it it either. Um, Tiger's Eye also refers to his lemurs with the honorific Chan, which is an endearing and charming way to interact with your subordinates and also possibly means that they're all really young girls. Yay. I don't like it. Yeah. That's uh, history of facts. Uh, Also, uh, Lemuria. The idea of Lemuria, same root, same idea. Okay. Lemuria is um, a a mysterious uh, lost city uh, similar to to Atlantis. Okay. Is it underwater also? So Atlantis, Atlantic, right? Atlantis was purportedly in the Atlantic Ocean. Lemuria was in the Indian Ocean. Oh. So it was just like, here's another lost city over here. Uh, Curry flavored Atlantis. Yeah, right. Fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why the heck not? I I like that. Uh, The lemur in this episode is named Karakuriko, uh, and her name comes from the Japanese word Karakuri Nyongo, or mechanical puppet. Oh. Uh, So the name has helped inspire her design as well. Um, Karakuri are traditional Japanese mechanical puppets that were made from the 17th to 19th century in Japan. The word Karakuri has also come to mean mechanisms or trick in Japanese. Uh, It is used to describe any device that evokes a sense of awe through concealment of its inner workings, which I think is kind of interesting because the sword just kind of like comes out of her and that kind of makes me think of that. It makes me wonder where she keeps the sword. Yeah. (laughs) Because she's just a head and a body. Yeah. And this 10-foot sword comes out. Exactly. Uh, It's kind of (laughs) weird. The name Karakuri is thought to come from the Japanese verb uh, karakuru, which means, quote, to pull, stretch, and move a thread. Hmm. Because these dolls had like inner working gears and that sort of thing. Oh, those kind of threads. Yeah. Like the Um, the rubber band inside your G.I. Joe. Well, I mean, they might have... I don't know if they were rubber bands at that point Did they point have uh, marionettes in Japan? Punch that a little punch of Judy? That is a really good question. I don't know. I mean, they ha- definitely have puppets. I don't know 100% if they had marionettes or not. Because, like, the Bunraku puppets are... Were they marionettes? I don't know. I don't know Something that they were. I the can't... Future. Yeah. Um, right. I guess I'll look into that. Um 
<clears throat> Karakuri were further developed in Japan after the introduction of European clockmaking technology sometime in, in the early 17th century uh, during the Sengoku period. The gears and cams, and a cam is a rotating sliding piece, or yeah. it, it's, a, it's a linking piece, uh, used in clockmaking were used to create moving dolls. The country embraced the mechanized puppet performance as a form of entertainment, and it became popular during the Edo period, which was considered the golden age of karakuri construction and use. <laughs> the golden age. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, but what this cartoon proposes is what if one of those things looked like one of the dancers from Chicago? Cabaret. Lipschitz. I know. I'm, yes. Cicero. Yes, exactly. Caracarico. Yeah. Caracarico-chan. I, I just add chan <laughs> to the end of my own name. It's kind of weird. She had it coming. <laughs> uh, so her design, she is a mechanical puppet, and she is super creepy. Her body is white as snow, and she has short blue hair. She has uh, mechanical puppet limbs and a mechanical puppet mouth. She has, which is kind of like a ventriloquist mouth. There's um, that number in Chicago where she's a... Uh, uh, she, you're right, where she's a, yeah. a ventriloquist dummy. They both reach for the gun. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. So. oh, yes. 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 Oh, uh, she has blue eyes, dark blue lipstick, and her eyebrows are two different shades of blue. It's weird. And they're like the geisha eyebrows? Yeah. Where they're sort of like painted on or they're just the little blobs, you know, yes. above the inside That's of her That's true. Eye. That's yeah. a good point. They're, they're, they're thick and small. Uh, the... <laughs> That's how I like them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't mean to come out that way. Whoa, Anyways. Hold on there. Whoa. Okay, uh, moving on. The middle section of her body is completely it's missing. not there. Yeah, exactly. Um, she is wearing... That's how I like them. Oh, my God, stop it. She is wearing... I'm not going to be able to finish this. She is wearing a black bikini top with a green and black striped tube top over it. Yeah, now you say bikini top, but that's where the cabaret thing comes in for me because it seems it's more like, like, a, a like a camisole. yeah. You know, like yeah. with, the, with the little straps. Yes. And then she's got like, uh, either that's the lower part of it or she's got like another like, you know, tube top or shirt. It looks like another shirt kind of bra sticking out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Uh, she's wearing green shorts with black stripes at the bottom and peach diamonds on the front. Uh, and she's wearing matching knee-high peach socks. And she is wearing maroon ballet slippers. And sticking out of her butt is a golden and brown wheel on some sort of belted system like the Karakuriko um, or like the like the puppets. And she's wearing big flower earrings that have a yellow center and peach petals. Right. Uh, okay, her rating. I like her overall design. I think it's very off-putting, but in the way that villains are kind of supposed to be. Um... I like that her head spins around. It's super creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how she attacks Sailor Moon and uh, Sailor Chibi Moon by having her body parts fly in different directions and attack them and the way that they attacked them. Um, I thought that was completely unexpected and just really well done. Uh, I also like the surprise sword that comes out of Kar Kariko's <laughs> mouth. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. To attack Sailor Moon. Uh 
I mean, being suspended in midair and having a long sword thrust at you at the same time, that's pretty terrifying. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm just really thrilled with her. I, I also, did you notice that, like, when the bottom half of her was sitting on uh, Chibi Moon and Tiger's Eye was like, no, make sure you get rid of them or whatever. There was like a third arm that came out of her lower body yeah. to attack Chibiusa with like long fingernails. Yeah. You... And I didn't notice it till the second time. And I was like, wait a minute. Her two arms are holding Sailor Moon up. Yeah. Where did they come from? Well, she. It's another hidden trick inside of her. A disembodied leg kicks out Sailor Moon's legs. And then in the same frame, a lower half of well, her with true. two legs knees Chibi in the breadbasket. So it's like, where'd the other leg come from? Yeah. So she is made up of the extra limbs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many butts she has. But yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe just the one butt. Um, but uh, she is a pretty fierce uh, villain and a pretty strong start. I'm going to give her, it's early on, but I'm going to give her five out of five dark stars. <laughs> it is early on. Yeah. You are not wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, I got to go three. Oh, okay. Here's why. Um, because we've had a doll before. Mm-hmm. We've had more than one doll, but we have. uh, we've had a, a creepy porcelain doll. We've had a um, doll that's like... Uh, um, uh, an artist doll. We've even had a marionette type doll before. Mm -hmm. So this is not new territory. Um, it is interesting territory, I suppose. Although I think the um, bad guy himself ends up sort of taking away from the, the monster because mm. he's doing stuff as well. And so we've got to figure out what that is. It isn't like um, the uh, tree becomes a demon and is shooting things, prayers at people, yeah. and yeah. not not as strong as that. Okay. Um, so as far as this goes, it's a solid three, but um, not too much more. Um, interesting look. Yeah. L leaves me leaves me thinking uh, and wondering about uh, some of their design choices. Um, you know, nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can tell that garish colors are going to be a big part of this season. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, going to have yeah. a little uh, green and uh, some orange and what the hell, a couple of purples. <laughs> yes. So, Very colorful. Starting that off. It's the circus. But yeah, don't hate it. But uh, yeah, three. Okay. All right. That's fair. So our villains say something at the end when they die. They They say stage out, which doesn't quite translate super well. Uh, but like, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't. Uh, but it kind of, to me, means like they're leaving the stage. Uh, or, yeah, exit stage left. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And it's a circus, and it's kind of a stage. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're gonna call this, and instead of farewell, my lovely, um, this is going to be called take a bow. Okay. And so this is gonna repeat. This is gonna repeat. She will be hopefully calling this attack something in the future <laughs> because um, in this she just kind of goes Wah! yeah i know and then rips their faces off or yeah whatever. right 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 but this is our rating of how our villains left the stage of life uh so karakariko braces for impact placing her hands in front of her face as she screams stage out and she cracks in half and then in a bunch of little pieces until she disappears entirely. We hear a cracking sound, like the cracking of a mirror. Then we see a shadow and a swirl of purple smoke. 
then no trace of her. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give it a, a, a three out of five, I think. Okay. Yeah. She's ready for her close up. That's right. Um, I'm going to give it a three simply because I don't know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I guess it's interesting, but you know, this is a victim of going first. Um, yep. they could be better. They could be worse. Uh, I'm going to have to land on a three because okay. I don't. I don't know what to expect. I understand. I get came it. into this so confident. I had my surfboard all waxed up, and now I'm looking at those waves, and I'm like, I don't know. Oh no! Well, what's gonna happen? Oh no! Am I gonna get a shoot a curl, or am I gonna eat the beach? That's what they say. They say eat beach. <laughs> oh my God! You, you don't know. Just gonna eat some sand. <laughs> I'm gonna eat some sand. <laughs> Uh, so now uh, we're at our rating. I like that Usagi has to ask if she said something that wasn't true. And Ray and the cats freaked are freaked out expressions uh, in reaction to her. Uh, I like Usagi Mamoru's multiple take reaction to the idea that Chibiusa might have a love interest. And Udazuki saying that she shouldn't make her mom and dad sad. It's just too much. I like that Usagi notices the circus tent when no one else seems to. Um, like a part of me is like, is this part of her becoming a better sailor scout, you know, a better sailor senshi is that she's becoming, um, more detail oriented, more observant. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I also love, uh, Zirconia's creepy red eyeball with wings and that it has flames on its head and it sits on top of her staff. It is just super strange. Um, I love the chill bar that the Amazon trio hang out in. Uh, I like when Chibiusa gives Unazuki the advice that you can't just wait for your Prince Charming to find you. Sometimes you need to go look for him, which is sound advice from a seven-year-old. So, uh, I also like that Unazaki and Usagi's responses to this, that Chibiusa is aggressive, isn't she? And Usagi asks if Chibiusa has read mom's books meant for adults again, which is just terrifying. Um, and I really like Tiger's Eye and Tuxedo Mass um, exchange, especially when he says, when Tuxedo Mass says, I am the rose that slashes evil. It's so great. Um, Some Darkwing Duck. It kind of is, but I love Darkwing Duck. Um, right. I think I think this is strong, but I don't think this is necessarily like the strongest the show has ever been. So I'm going to give this episode four out of five roses. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I hate to um, you know cleave to a formula so strongly, but I'm I'm going to go three. Wow. Okay. Uh, look. Uh, I respect the fact that they have gone through alien invasions a couple times now. Uh, and whatever the hell was going on in Sailor Moon S and uh, <laughs> Crystal Rock people. And now they're just like, I don't know, scary circus? Let's do it. Yeah. And then like there's a guy, you know, on a tricycle or something. And there's a hedgehog with a boner or whatever. It's like, oh my God. you know, they're just like really taking a swing at the scariest thing of all. Connie's. Yeah, I mean, they're scary it gives you the opportunity to yeah but to, maybe also to play with like the twisted vision of something that child because we all admit that like clowns are like entertaining slash scary i, I mean stephen king has made a lot of money off of that yeah and so there's you know chibi is you know growing up 
in the middle of this. And so there are things that maybe she doesn't find. So, or we're taking the idea of something that's entertaining and innocent and, and twisting it. So these are all the guesses that I have um, for free ahead of the uh, segment where I will definitely tell you what I think is going on on an episode uh, soon. Um, but in advance of that, I guess I like this weird, completely out of nowhere, new direction, which is the only thing you can do. It couldn't be just somebody else from space, another alien. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, so I like the promise in this, but otherwise pretty standard directly down to a bad guy is going to pull something out of a person's chest and then go, is this it? This isn't it. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) We just got (laughs) done with 38 of those, you know? Yeah. Uh, So hopefully it will evolve into something more, but I like that. I like the darker tone. I like the weird creatures. Um, We're talking about sex a lot. When should we, Where's that going? I know. Yeah, tell me where it's going. Uh, I gotta know. Uh, Wilbur. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, which I'm okay with. You know, uh, the Harry Potter books got sexier as the Harry Potter kids yeah. got older. So if that's what we're doing, that's fine. It Too soon to call. Yeah. But not un, not unentertaining. So I'll give it a three. Okay. That's fair. My English title is Chibius's Dream. Secretful magic. Secretful magic. <laughs> yeah. Not not a word. No, I know. Uh, That's why I did it. <laughs> right, but they don't make up words though, do they? That's not how English works. Sometimes. Uh, Ising. <laughs> Sometimes always, they make up always words. Always Ising you. Okay. Always Ising Maybe you. Maybe that works. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, mine is again. I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to give you a sense of what I think is is happening, and the weird twist. The Twisted Alteration on a Familiar Theme. And so my title is Beautiful Screamer. Oh, no. Next episode, we are talking about episode number 129. Supa Henshin Futatabi, Pegasusu no Pawa in Japanese. Super Transformation once again. Pegasus's Power, the English translation. And the English title, No Ordinary Horsepower. This is... No ordinary horsepower? Yeah. That's not even a phrase. No. What, what's super ordinary horsepower? I'll tell you, this Hemi's got super ordinary horsepower. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody says that. No. Nobody says that. I'm going to do some investigative reporting. Oh, okay. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to get Vice to bankroll me, uh, digging deep into the into the web of Cloverway. And their naming conventions. Dig, dig through the trash. <laughs> get the real story on what the hell's going on. They're naming these episodes. <laughs> doesn't even conform to whatever. Look, we don't have a lot no, of time. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, I want to talk as usual about our social media, and we hope that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Sailor Noob. Uh, you'll find us. Uh, we're there. Uh, join us on our Discord and come talk with us about fun, nerdy stuff. And tell us what you think about uh, the episodes, uh, both our episodes and the episodes we're talking about, the episodes of Sailor Moon Supazu. Yes. And uh, also, uh, if you want to support the show, you can on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash Sailor Noob. We've got a bunch of other podcasts that we do there for the patrons. And uh, we have outtakes of the show and uh, a good time to be had by all. So mm-hmm. check us out there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our show for this week. In the Name of the Moon, we'll be punishing you next week with another episode of Sailor Noob. Oh, Wilbur. Well,